Welcome or welcome back to the Amanda Perry podcast. Thank you for joining me this week. I hope you've had a really good week. The weather has been nice actually, hasn't it? I am currently in Sheffield but I've been in the Cotswolds for a few days and I've been thinking a lot about how much we just need that time out of the business and we just don't take it. There always seems to be something more important to do, doesn't there? Whether that's business commitments or personal commitments or family stuff, but it's just so, so important to get away, even if you don't completely switch off and actually take that brave step of switching your phone off uh, for fear of the world burning around you. Just that time out, away from the day-to-day, giving yourself a bit of time to reflect on the business and think creatively and you know approach problems with a slightly different perspective um just gives us so much clarity and and I think it's time really really well spent so if you are in a position to I would urge you to try and just book a couple of days away even if it's I don't know, just just somewhere local that you don't <laughs> that just feels like you're getting away. It just having that time away from the business is just so powerful. So I would really urge you to do that if you're able to. Um so the world continues to be a bit challenging, doesn't it? And the agency we're doing everything we can at the moment to just meet people where they are and give them the support that they need. And that actually looks like quite a few things. So if you're someone who does need support then we have launched a free Facebook group throwing it right back to uh, 2018 (laughs) so we've got a free Facebook group now that if you are looking for support and a group of people that you can just moan with and celebrate with and learn with and support each other come and search founder to founder on Facebook we'll put the link in the show notes as well we also have a mega mega it was one of our commitments this quarter to finally get our newsletter sorted so we've got a mega mega newsletter that goes out every Friday and we're literally rounding up every single thing that we've seen on the internet that is of value to small businesses so it's a long one it's a real real beefy one but it's one of those that you should probably block out some time each week in your calendar to read because We've just put everything in there. It's packed, packed full of internet stuff, like social stuff, business stuff, um, just anything that would would affect you as a small business founder. So check out the sign-up link in the show notes as well. So loads of free stuff, some paid stuff that if you're ready for support, you can come and join us. But yeah, we're just really trying to meet founders where they are right now it's a tough time out there and it is just changing so quickly isn't it so my hat goes off to you if you are one of the ones fighting the good fight and showing up every day and doing what you can I know that social is really really tough right now um and particularly Instagram I think it's gone from I feel like it's gone from like what the hell's going on and people feeling a bit confused to people are actually quite angry now and I'm seeing a lot of people saying that they're just ready to completely delete the app and um, delete their accounts which I don't think is the right thing to do. I think that the right thing to do 
is I always think of that like be the change that you want to see so as hard as it is when there's no engagement and it feels like you're fighting a losing battle just to spend some time to create the kind of content that you want to see and I think I am so so guilty of being a you know a quote dealer and a meme dealer but just creating the the content that you want to see on there and I think that that's really about storytelling and bringing back I'm not saying we should start photographing our dinner again and you know like we did in 2016 but just bringing back some of that fun element and some of the original content Instagram have said that they're really going to be prioritizing original content which is hilarious considering they every update is about them copying TikTok um but creating that that original content that people really want to engage with and get to know you better so that would be my advice um and because things are so crazy out there at the moment today's guest is an absolute genius. I have been uh, in Amy's world for a long time. She's really, really good at what she does. She was repurposing content before it was cool. (laughs) So this week, I'm really pleased to welcome Amy Woods from Content 10X onto the show. They are, we discussed this actually in the show, but if they launched today, they would probably be uh, classed as like a personal branding agency but they're really really clever at taking content repurposing it and they have a really set formula for doing it which Amy goes through in the show today so I'm really glad that I could bring her to your ears I hope you enjoy the show please do go and follow her the links to her um, bios are in the show notes as well so I hope you enjoy the show have a really good week and I will speak to you next week so welcome to the show, Amy Woods from Content X. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> no, thank you for taking the time. I know how busy you guys are, so I really appreciate it. Um, I wondered if we start from a place of, I've got a lot to say about content, as I know you have, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I just wanted to ask you a really broad question of, what do you see happening online right now? Like, what's the shift that you see happening? Um, with regards to to content, content, content marketing, social, yeah. like that, I feel like there's this this huge shift of kind of attention and focus. Maybe as we come out of the pandemic and people are adjusting their behaviours, but I just wondered it, what it is that you see happening. Um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that there's no denying that there's a huge rise in um, TikTok as a platform and that that used to be what people would probably consider to be more for the younger people. And, it, you know, it was always about dancing and people doing lip syncing and things like that, but that isn't the case anymore. So, you know, one thing that the Edison Research, when they brought out the Infinite Dial report um, earlier this year, that the biggest you know study of media consumption and one of the most highly regarded ones mm. um that showed a rise across all age groups for um the for tiktok and tiktok being the fastest growing by far platform so i think one thing is that firstly just i guess from a platform focus you know it a lot of businesses 
that may have been ignoring TikTok and writing it off and things like that, I do think need to start taking notice of it because mm-hmm. it is a platform that is really growing across all different types of content and all different types of, of people, of different ages and demographics and everything. Um, and that shows us, I think, that people are really enjoying more shorter form um, content, like, you know, like less attention span less brain with type content as well Mm. just like quick easy snackable Mm. um consume content so you know that's something that people are enjoying on that platform but then on other platforms as well so if you look at other social media platforms like Instagram for example um it's all about Instagram reels you know that's where Mm. there's a lot of attention and what's that it's exactly the same as TikTok in style and content like really short content um I also think that we're seeing it more being led by the content as opposed to the um people following you know their friends and things like that on social Mm. media and more actually people looking at creator-led content and just Mm. going and seeing their favorite creators versus what their friend ate at the tea that evening (laughs) or like what all their friend's new puppy or something like that but actually like people are because these platforms are more like creator-led versus Mm. social-led versus looking at what your friends are doing you're just looking at all your favorite um, creators and different brands and different people and things like that so I think that's a biggie and also just the variety of how we're consuming content so audio content video content written content social content in all these different forms from graphics to bite size there's a lot of variety and I think that from the pandemic there's been a lot of online time there's been zoom fatigue for everybody <laughs> and I think that is why mm. it's drawing people more to these either shorter form content or content like you know audio and things like that because we are spending so much time on screens through our day-to-day life than ever mm. before like coming out of the pandemic and a lot more people working from home and hybrid and things like that it's had the knock-on effect of how we consume content as well so quite a long-winded answer sorry but um, no no but no yeah, I guess like there's just a lot going on isn't there and there's, there's a lot of yeah. change at the moment I think so yeah yeah it's fascinating isn't it I think there's there's so many people that I speak to that have built their whole businesses on Instagram because you know we've had what five years probably more of just absolute heyday um, Mm. on Instagram and they all go through that similar pattern don't they where there's that huge huge amount of organic reach and some people build audiences really early and then other people are kind of jumping on becomes harder and harder then they monetize open up more space real estate for ads and then the experience just kind of lessens doesn't it so whereas TikTok's at the real beginning of that journey now I have no doubt it'll go through exactly the same pattern yeah and I think TikTok's a really interesting one this is slightly getting off topic but I think that there is there's obviously a lot of concerns about like behavioral issues from TikTok and the you know the kind of the what it's actually doing to our brain and how addictive it is and I was reading something last week about how you know it's the only major platform that isn't American owned and there's a lot of discussion around who the owners actually are and what their motivations are and I just think it's really interesting how it could be the thing that really shapes a generation you know TikTok um Facebook sorry moved away from was it like 2018 2019 Facebook moved 
moved away from the short form videos because it actually said this isn't good for people's mental health. We want to go back to connections in the comments. And it was this yeah. huge, huge thing that people were really, you know, like, oh my God, you know, all the publishing, all the publishers, media outlets had to change their strategy straight away. But TikTok weren't afraid to jump straight in there and go, we'll take that thing because people love yeah. it. And I think there are, there's definitely some moral questions around TikTok and the um, model potentially and, and where that's going, which I think is, is a really interesting and valid point to bear in mind when, when we're talking about this like TikTok hype, isn't it? You know, because there is a bigger picture to it. And I think that we do have to remember that. But what I what I see happening and what I really love, and I wonder what your thoughts are on this, is that the platforms have really matured. And I feel like almost for the first time now, we're seeing really clearly what their purpose is. So mm. everyone's saying about people leaving Facebook, but Facebook's still really good for keeping in touch with friends and family. Mm. And LinkedIn's having a real moment, isn't it? And it's brilliant yeah. for building up your B2B connections and even for B2C businesses to build up their personal brand and you know their, their networks online. Instagram will always be a great platform for nurturing your audience. TikTok, Pinterest, great for kind of reaching new audiences. Mm. And I think I I feel like it's the first time we've seen it that clearly. Do you feel that you're you're more yeah. in the content game than me? But would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it's I guess like the the maturity and what each platform is for, and you know what what people use it for, and things like that. It's a lot clearer, isn't it? And I think that. Um, when the a lot of the platforms have tried to maybe become more similar to other platforms, you know, like we'll we'll just become a bit like them, and then they've pulled back and like yeah. moved that way. So when LinkedIn brought out stories that didn't last very long, and yeah. then you know they pulled it back because they realised that you know wasn't it wasn't working for them, I guess, and things like that. So yeah, I completely agree with you, and um, and I guess from a from businesses perspective and and content marketing and using them for your you know to to reach new people and nurture your audience and grow your audience and ultimately grow your business um it's really important to to know what what platforms are you know performing better and getting more traction and people are leaving certain platforms mm -hmm. and things like that but it's just more about your audience isn't it i think sometimes you just have to try not to get too caught up in these very general uh, figures of the general public and mm. you know more people moving off here and people moving onto this platform and things like that and just look at what do your audience use these platforms for where where are your audience mm. when they're on these platforms what did they use it for um and so not get too caught up in you know the broadness but actually just really truly understand your audience and understand how you are making sure that your presence and the content you create is platform specific as well. Mm -hmm. So I know we want to, to talk about repurposing, but, you know, my view is always that any kind of repurposing of content, you know, it's got to be thought through. It's got to be creative. It's got to be audience focused and it's got to be platform focused as well. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you, as we really truly do understand what the platforms are and what we use them for and things like that, just making that deeply connected with your audience, what they use it for and how they consume and things like that. And just trying to nail that and, 
you know, trying not to be too thin everywhere, but trying to mm. just go deep and specific in the most important places for you, I think is super important. And, you know, mistake people can make is just being too thin and then not being platform focused and, <laughs> and yeah. that doesn't work. So yeah, no, that's a really good point. I guess the, the one of the differences between um, what you do and what I do or my audience is you're, you're primarily in the B2B space, which yeah. when you look at a lot of B2B activity, like a lot of it is marketing, isn't it? A lot of it is driving, driving eyeballs to your service. Whereas a lot of B2C is actually in the, you know, product design and making and packing and shipping. And there's all of this stuff to do. And now we're saying, okay, Instagram isn't working. So all you have to do now is create content for every platform, like (laughs) off your pop, you know, it's really, really overwhelming, isn't it? So I've been talking a lot about like the, the anchor method, like using one, you know, podcast or whatever it might be and pulling pieces from it you're saying about being platform specific do, do the two what what's your process like how yeah. would you recommend people really simplify this yeah so I am um, I agree with what you said in terms of like first and foremost I think you have to have that um that, like you said anchor so that that pillar content so when it comes I guess if we're talking about like what's really effective content repurposing workflow um then you want to choose something like a platform uh, or rather firstly a format. So you want to choose a, a longer form format that suits you. So ideally like video or audio really, because um, you know, you get more opportunity to repurpose yeah. if it's preferably if it's both as, as we're doing yeah. now, you know, a video podcast. Yeah. Um, so, but making sure that you choose a content format that is going to help you create good content so it's a good platform for you um it's a good uh platform for the the audience as well so making you sure you get that sweet spot like I love creating videos do my audience consume videos right okay but you know I love creating videos but my audience never watch videos wouldn't work so you know making sure you get that sweet spot and then focusing on that so not trying to do everything then but making sure that that core anchor pillar content is consistent so consistency is super 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 important as well um so if we commit to something and we get that consistency you know it helps with growing our audience it helps us with our workflows if we want to work with people to support us we're going to be easier to work with if we have a consistent regular schedule as well and you know our audience benefit from knowing that there's this consistent content coming out let's say every week so you focus on that core content and then you look at the repurposing but I must say that, you know, one of my catchphrases is that like the repurposing does start at the planning phase though. So Mm. you should know what you're going to repurpose this core, like anchor pillar content into before you're going ahead and creating it. Because if you've got that repurposing plan and you know what you'll be doing, then it's going to help you create the content to begin with. And you're going to be more mindful of um, building in say segments to the content because you know that you always mm. repurpose that segment in this way and this segment in that way and things like that so you know knowing what you're going to repurpose the content into is super important and then then it when you are repurposing it's about looking at how you can create the content into different formats so we know that people will love to maybe watch a video and that's that format but what about the people who like to read what about the people who prefer just to listen what about Mm. the people 
who actually just don't have much time or attention for longer form anyway. So um, how can we break this down into bite-sized snackable content for those people who we just will never consume the full piece? Mm. So it working out, you know, different formats. So a video to become a blog post, a video to be stripped of its audio and become a podcast in its own right. And then potentially those short clips, so turning it into short teaser videos, so get get the best cuts, the best thing that somebody said, the best tip, bit of advice, things like that, that was a 30 second or minute segment and things like that, and look to kind of break that out and create that shorter content as well. Um, and, and then look at the platforms as well. So when I was talking about platform specific, if you're going to turn a, um, like a video interview into something for Twitter, um, well, let's look at what works really well on Twitter. So mm. Twitter threads work really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so don't just like create a graphic and share a graphic on Twitter and share that graphic on Facebook, share that graphic on LinkedIn and that's your approach. No, because like that's not necessarily right on Twitter. So instead, let's create a Twitter thread about the conversation. Maybe there were five great tips that came out of this interview. Mm. So here's a thread on like the five great tips and things like that. So that could be like a Twitter approach. And then with, um, you know, with, with let's say, um, TikToks, we've just been talking about TikTok. So you're not going to put, you know, an audiogram on TikTok where it's just like, you know, audio and a static image or something like that, because that would be ridiculous and that wouldn't work. <laughs> um, but you might find that taking a cut from the, say, a video podcast doesn't really work on TikTok as well, because it doesn't mm. seem, you know, like native enough and it doesn't seem like the right you know approach so what does work well maybe it is actually recording a separate short little video about the interview um mm. that isn't more in a tiktok style or maybe it's pulling out the top like three tips that came from the interview and looking at the the most recent like TikTok trend of how to share like bits of tips and advice with the right music and things like that. Mm. So, you know, have a look and see what was the value that came out of this and how can I package that up in a way that's suitable for that platform mm. and, and so on. So I think it's, you know, just being super creative. It's not looking at the content as one fixed format, but it's looking at the content as um, a method of communication and what was communicated and then how's the best way to communicate that on that platform versus mm. that on that platform and things like that and just breaking it all down um and if you can plan it in advance and you can think about like segments and things like that so there'll always be a segment where you ask this question and they give this killer answer and the answer to that question is always going to be that one minute video that you share on linkedin and then you can get a set of followers for your weekly sharing mm. of that segment of the podcast people be like I love every week when Manda shares the the time the guest always says the worst yeah. thing that ever happened to them in marketing yeah. or something like that and it becomes like a you know like a set of content in its own right so um I, I, you know it's planning it's it's looking in advance and then it's just seeing the content as communicating something so let's look at how to communicate that best on the platforms that our audience are on not everywhere just where <laughs> your yeah. audience are as well so not too thin <laughs> yeah I love that I love I've never thought about 
kind of reverse engineering the repurposing I've always thought about it kind of top down Um, yeah I really love that idea and one thing I love about the anchor method as well is that it's, I think it's really tempting when you're just creating content to be talking about, you know, this part of, so for me, like this part of marketing, then this part, this part. Mm. And by using that anchor content, you have that real kind of um, like thunderclap or yeah. compound effect, don't you? Just talking yeah. about one thing for a week, different sections of one thing, but you're talking mm. about one umbrella topic. And then the next week you go on to another umbrella topic. I really love it. Yeah. Can we just go back to um, how we, or how would you, I think people struggle with the fundamentals sometimes of really knowing where their audience are and how would you, how would you go about that? Is that like stats that you would research or would you research your audience or what, how, how do we know where we should be posting? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I think it comes down to, you know, doing that research and looking at, uh, your industry, looking at what is going on on the platforms, finding uh, similar um, accounts, similar businesses, brands, etc., that you know mm. are speaking to the same audience that you want to speak to, and looking at you know what platforms are working for them. And then there are tools as well that you can use that can be really good for um, audience research. So, have you heard of or used Spark Toro before? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you? How do you find that? Has it been useful? Uh, I haven't personally used it. I know that. Mm. I mean, there's a number of there's a number of similar platforms. The similar, I yeah. haven't used Spark yeah. Toro myself, but yeah, yeah it's I've, I've heard of similar kind. Yeah, so exactly. So there's that, and there's similar tools as well. So they're you know very specifically trying to help you understand your audience, and not just understand, I suppose, what platforms that they're on, but who are they following? So you can, Mm. for example, put in a podcast and find out if people are listening to that podcast, then these are all the other podcasts that the people who listen to that podcast um, would also be listening to in Mm. in order of like popularity and things like that. Or um, people who visit this website and enjoy this blog also are reading these blogs as well and Mm. things like that. So there's tools out there that can really, I think, help you hone in and start to truly understand where are my audience hanging out? And then the other aspect, of course, for yourself is, also trial and error isn't it as well so you think you've nailed it you've done the research and you've got a really good idea so then you have to just go ahead and and get going don't you and get doing Mm. it but look at your own data then look at your own uh, statistics look at the um, information available from the platforms and you know really try and see what the data is telling you really yeah 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 absolutely I think it's so it's so key isn't it and it's it's tough when, you know, going back to this, oh, all you have to do is produce content for, for all of these platforms. But I really think that any business of the future is is ultimately a media company or a content yeah. company, aren't they? That that happens to sell a B2B product or a B2C, a physical product or a service or whatever that is behind them. Everyone should be thinking content first or media first how can Mm. I be the place for my ideal customer to find everything they would possibly need to know about my industry and to educate them and help them which is a huge shift for people and I know that it's you know you've got people who 
I don't know, either set up during the pandemic and had a great couple of years and are now kind of seeing the reality of, of the, the market and the industry, mm. or you've got people who were just, um, I don't know, there's a lot of people, a lot of small product businesses were started by, for example, a mum who had a child, didn't want to go back to um, to work and, you know, found this way of kind of making some money. And now we're saying you have to be a media company and you have to, <laughs> and it's, it's kind of a lot to take in, isn't it? It feels like there's a lot of changes going on at once. So yeah, I think it's really tough out there, but I also think that there's never been more opportunity for uh, kind of doing it in your own way I guess like really finding that there's a huge thing on TikTok at the moment where people are hiring TikTokers and not even not necessarily with the audience they're not you know the kind of million million followers but just people who really understand the platform because because they don't you know there's a there's a huge huge industry coming up where people are are just hiring people who who get it because you know they don't and don't no. have time or incl- inclination to make the content so yeah I think it's really interesting isn't it we're in for an interesting few years I think yeah and, and I think it's a good important point that you made that you know you do just need to hire the in-house expertise don't you you mm. you, you just need to recognize the point at which what skill sets do you have within your business and what direction are things going in? And is it fair to expect, you know, I don't know, like Bob over there, who's been social media all these years, mainly focused on Facebook and LinkedIn to just go over to him and say, Hey Bob, like, can you add like TikTok to, to it? To your, like, <laughs> can you do this now? dance, Bob? Yeah. 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 Like, you know, that is your new responsibility and stuff. It's not, it, mm-hmm. it's, it, I think this often happens in marketing, doesn't it? And um, there's an assumption that, like people who work in marketing and and you know or are head of content or something like that are just going to be you know that versatile across all these different yeah Yeah. and I think um you know even just when people use the term it's like content strategy or specifically if we're talking social media like social media strategy but every platform needs its own strategy doesn't it like that shouldn't really exist it should be Facebook strategy Twitter strategy Instagram strategy TikTok strategy etc and then you realize that's not that usually the job of of one person who might also be organizing events and you know doing other marketing activities because there's so much so you, you make a good point that um it's just so important to hire like expertise and understand where the expertise comes from so if you are looking to go down more of a TikTok route where better to hire somebody to come in and help you who's an expert than finding people who are there on the platforms like you said you don't have to be you don't have to be we're not talking about influencer marketing here and hiring someone to be creating content as as an influencer for you we're talking about people coming to help you create content aren't we so yeah um, so yeah, hire, hiring for the skills is just so important and realizing mm. that that's changing all the time as well, isn't it? Mm. So <laughs> yeah, all the time. And, yeah. and, you know, I think we have to get over this kind of, I'm such a hypocrite. I've literally spent the last two years like slagging TikTok off and going, why would you go on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to dance. I don't want to. And now I abs- I'm like his biggest fan. Absolutely love it. I'm such a hypocrite. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think the people who are, are 
moaning about Instagram and reluctant to go to TikTok and are really kind of set in their ways are really going to have a tough year because I think Mm. that there's no time to to just moan and wait for it to get better, is there? But I do think, going back to your point about strategy, I completely agree with that. Each platform does need its own strategy. I think people think of strategy as this really overwhelming, like, you know, I always imagine one of those war rooms where they're <laughs> yeah. like mapping, you know, a huge map and like, it doesn't yeah. have to be that. No. My strategy is I'm going to post really broad content on TikTok because I know I can reach loads and loads of eyeballs. I'm going to try and get them to Instagram and I'm going to nurture them there and do a lot more personal content and, you know, get chatting to them in the DMs. And that that is my strategy. Beyond that, I don't have a plan you know I know the kind of content that I put out there um but I do think I know you guys eat breathe and sleep strategy so you'll you'll kind of be dying a bit inside but I do think people do get overwhelmed with the thought of you know I need this like huge plan for each yeah Mm. yeah I, I think you're right I think it can just be quite um like misunderstood because I think everybody will have, you know, somewhat of a strategy, but it's just that they don't realize that they already have one. Because it's a it strategy. Doesn't have to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it does, it's not like you said, coming up with this big like dossier and like all these different like <laughs> spreadsheets and graphs and we're going to do this, that and the other and stuff. It's just knowing what you what are you using the platform for and what are you going to focus on and what kind of content are you going to create and who are you trying to reach and let's look at all of that together and make decisions like Mm. exactly what we're using it for why how who for and that kind of thing well what does this mean we won't maybe we'll stop doing then because this no longer fits in with what we've all just agreed and Mm. look at what you're going to stop doing look at what you're going to start doing and look at what you're going to continue doing because that was already working and doing doing well and then, you know, really look at, therefore, how are we going to then measure this? So what would we like to set as some um, targets or some goals? Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that, but, you know, it's good to just, like, integrate in, like, well, let's carry on this route in a, in a month's time. Let's look at these measurements and things like that, isn't it? And then just tie that all in and have a bit of a plan so strategy is you know the bigger picture of what and then I suppose the tactics and the plan is what does this mean so who's going to do what so and so is going to do that every week so and so is going to do this let's build up the plan I think everybody does do that they just don't Mm. necessarily document it or think of it as 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 doing that but and if you don't I think it's important to isn't it to to take that step back and make sure you are doing that so Yeah, I think it's really important. I also think it's really important. One thing I see a lot, I'm sure you see it as well, is, well, two things, actually. One is that people don't have a clear objective. They don't really understand why they're doing it. They just know that they should be and everyone else is doing it. And they don't really have the why, which leads on to the kind of what doesn't it of what are we measuring so Mm. I see it a lot on Instagram where people are saying oh you know my account hasn't grown or and they're not measuring the stuff you know if you're a product business you should really be all I care about is engagement website clicks and like like organic traffic yeah that's really Mm. all you should be looking at and people instead are obsessed with you know likes and follows and oh I've lost 
30 followers this week so like who yeah cares? it's not the <laughs> right metric to be caring about yeah, yeah. exactly. and it's so, understandable yeah. why yeah. isn't it I get why people yeah. are looking at it it's the ob- it's the popularity contest isn't it but yeah. what do how what's that conversation like with you with clients when you start looking at what their KPIs or metrics should be where where do you start with that yeah so um it's quite varied the clients that we work with but as you mentioned pretty much all in the b2b space give or take you know a few exceptions and um it really comes down firstly to understanding why they're creating this content and what their business goals are so Mm. it's it's you know tied to their business and ultimately you know, so much can come from creating content, not necessarily coming from things that happen on on the platform itself. But we have a client who, once he started creating his regular weekly content, it was more about business growth through the fact that he had an interview podcast. So every interview that he was doing was expanding his network. He was getting to speak to people who he previously would struggle to have got in front of if it was, Mm. can we have a conversation about, you know, you know, a bit of a sales conversation, but actually would you like to come on my podcast? So all these doors were opening, new contracts were getting signed, you know, network was building, starts getting asked to go and speak at events all over the world, you know, flying here, flying there, because people are listening to the podcast and seeing him as an expert and asking him to go and speak at events and, you know, all sorts of things like that, which are nothing to do with what, you know, likes, comments, shares or anything on Mm. the platforms itself, but actually creating this content and starting to become recognized and known as a leader in the industry. And then all the things that come after that. So when we're talking to clients, you know, yes, we are looking at things like, um, if, if let's say it's a podcast, like podcast downloads and, um, all the content that we then create based off it so the LinkedIn like shares comments engagements things like that but you know ultimately let's say it's a podcast the goal isn't to become the number one podcast in business category or something the, the goal isn't to become um, to be Stephen Bartlett or something like mm-hmm. that or be better than Joe Rogan the goal is to grow the business yeah. so actually um, let's not look at downloads let's look at the quality of the conversations. Did you, did, did you have, um, like, did you expand your network? Did you have a follow-up meeting? Did any business come from that? Yeah. Um, then from the social content, you know, what came from that? And usually it's that we had more sales this month <laughs> mm. um, that we, you know, that's the most important thing. So yeah, it, we're, I guess we're really clear on um, what metrics are vanity metrics, what metrics are important and good to be aware of but not to get fixated on. And yeah. then, you know, the metrics that actually mean, right, this is true ROI. And it usually always just comes back to business growth and um, yeah. and, and, and establishing authority. And that can happen over a long period of time. So, you know, the other most important thing is explaining that content is a long-term, long play. Mm. Um, I mean, only just to, like this afternoon, I've got a sales call with somebody who came across me when I spoke at an event in 2019 wow um, yeah and yeah. just said you know I, I was in the room when you spoke at such and such event and I've been following you I've been listening to your podcast ever since and um, just been following you on social and the time wasn't right then but the time is right now like so can we meet Brilliant. and that happens all the time like so mm. it's also just a long play isn't it of just putting yourself out there with 
with consistent messaging, exactly what you were saying before about how what's so great about having like a bit of an anchor method and, and sharing content related to that is it keeps you on message. It keeps you yeah. focused on a particular topic. So when you're trying to control what you're known for and, and, and if people heard your name, all the people you want to hear your name, they'd straight off say, you know, that they definitely do this or that person yeah. is definitely involved in this, they solve this problem. Yeah. Um, then the business starts to come to you and the sales start to come to you. So um, I see it as like, there's a lot of qualitative and quantitative measurements that go into measuring the impact of the content. And it's very rarely, I think, what people initially think it will be. So with a podcast, unless you are wanting to make a business out of the podcast and get mm. sponsorship and make money and that is your business, mm. then podcast downloads is probably the last thing that you're looking at. It's yeah. on Instagram. It's like you said straight away. It's not necessarily the likes. Uh, or the like the followers more so like the up and down of that is what's actually happening and as a result of the content and this account isn't it yeah. so yeah website definitely. traffic sales <laughs> yeah like, yeah uh, it's, it's really about removing ego from it isn't yeah. it when you think yeah. about the definitely. yeah I want to be number one or I want to be this want to be that mm-hmm. and it's yeah I think that's a real lesson for everyone I love that one yeah. thing that struck me while we we've been talking Amy is that there's a lot of these um like personal branding agencies coming out now aren't there yeah and it and essentially that's kind of what you are isn't it but you've gone down the content you've really put the emphasis on the content what what are your thoughts around like just quickly I know it's not a quick Mm -hmm. topic but around personal branding and I guess that it relates to what we've just said it's almost that that's leading with the ego and you're yeah. leading with the the kind of substance maybe yeah I mean I think um I think you know personal branding it's like it's super important and you know the content that you create in order to again try and control like your personal brand and control what you're known for and and make sure that people see you as a leader and an authority does wonders mm. for your business and we see a lot of businesses that do so well because they have like a heavy sort of personal brand leadership team or mm. leader or leadership team so I do think it is uh, it is like really important it's just a, a I guess a funny term like we often tend to say more thought leadership as opposed mm. to personal branding because we're trying to help establish people's thought leaders in their particular genre their particular industry and things like that and I guess that we do that is what we're doing with our clients through a multi-format so there's a lot of personal branding agencies as you mentioned that are maybe more focused on one platform so you know LinkedIn personal branding where people the agent agencies are working with individuals to write their um like three LinkedIn posts a week or something like yeah. that based on um and I saw a criticism recently somebody said something on LinkedIn like there's too many of these leaders working with personal brand agencies that all the posts are start starting to sound the same and you can tell that it's not written by them and um you know it's just the same kind of mm. style and format that you can yeah. almost say that's a such and such agency post because they always write them in that way and things like that and I I kind of I don't know I I don't know what I thought about that because I thought well it's true I mean like like in people who are a bit more closer to the industry like you and I probably spot these things more than other people because because we're closer to it all Mm. um but I don't think there's anything wrong with individuals working with 
those agencies that turn the stuff that they were saying in an interview into something that's written really well for them mm. to post out on the profiles as long as it's true to them and what they think and believe and things like that I think that's fine but um yeah I, I, I think that when you have a business and you decide to go like the personal brand route um it's really important to still be growing the brand of the business as well and, yeah. and not like not going all in on one or the other mm. I I think I was a bit guilty at first of going a bit more um all in on the personal brand route um when I was building content 10x so I did lots of personal brand stuff you know like I, I started the podcast really early on like weekly podcast and then was doing a lot of blogging social content wrote and published a book started to do speaking it was like the classic ecosystem of building a personal brand you know like speaking book um yeah. social podcast like just tick, the whole tick, week tick. Tick. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was working I'm not sure if you're familiar with him but I was working with Chris Ducker like I was in a mastermind yeah, yeah, with Chris, Chris Ducker yeah, yeah. um so Chris is all about youpreneur personal brand yeah. so um so you know Chris was like write a book you know launch a podcast and I'm really um grateful for all of his advice and everything that he pushed me to do and and help with my personal brand but then when we started to grow as an agency and started to uh, work with I guess kind of bigger businesses and things like that I realized I really wanted to do more with the content 10x brand and it mm. kind of maybe neglected it a little bit and I wasn't quite comfortable with the look and feel of it because it didn't feel it still aligned with the kind of clients we worked with now and the industry so we went through a big rebrand last year to kind of just modernize it and refresh it and make it seem uh, just more representative of who mm. we'd become and how we'd grown up and stuff and I've realized ever since like just how important it is to make sure that you are focusing on both and you know only just this week my um team appointed out like very clearly like to me that we needed to have two Instagram accounts because my the content 10x Instagram account was to me you know it was it right. was it had all the business stuff but then in stories I was still posting like me having a coffee in Manchester right. and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah and it just was like you know we split LinkedIn up like lots goes out from my profile but we've started using the page now and then we've split Instagram up now so we've got the content and X brand and I've now got my separate one now and things like that and we're looking at all the platforms and just making sure that we're like equally um putting time and attention into both so mm. um quite a long-winded answer sorry but yeah no, I, think no. it, I think they're just both really important and you shouldn't like kind of necessarily focus on one over the other but I couldn't be more of a promoter of building a strong personal brand so I do yeah. just think that is like it's super important it's so cliche people buy from people and people say it all the time don't we but I think trust does come from people doesn't it versus yeah. brand so 100% um, yeah 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 and really kind of if you don't put yourself out there then people make up their own opinions or yeah. you know you need to show people who you are and what you like and what your values are don't you yeah and I I don't like I'm not a big fan of necessarily putting myself out there but I just see it as part a core part of my job you know it's yeah. just my responsibility if it, yeah. if I drew up a job description for me it's part of my job and 
like before I started Content 10X, when I, I was a management consultant for a decade before, if you'd ever told me then, you know, it was Amy just the management consultant, essentially that one day you'll have this business and you'll be doing videos and putting videos <laughs> on LinkedIn. I'd have just been like, I'd, like that is absolute nonsense. I'd never do a, a video in my life, let alone put it on like social media. What are you talking about? But, um, but you've got to do what you've got to do, haven't you? Like, you know, yeah. like, in the same way that, you know, I might not like doing like reviews of monthly bookkeeping for the finances yeah. or this, that and the yeah. other, but it has to be done. I just see that you have to do it. But then I just think if you have to do it as with everything, things you've got to do, you've got to find a way to enjoy it. And like, it has um, to be authentic. Like, yeah, yeah it has it? to be authentic. Yeah. How can I enjoy this? How can it be authentic? How can, you know, I consistently show up and not cringe and hate it mm. actually and and so you've got to find that sweet spot because it's consistency is important you're going to be consistent if you enjoy it so, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's really important isn't it that it can't maybe in the beginning it has to be a little bit forced but it can't yeah. be forced can it It has to no. feel authentic that no. was amazing Amy I just wanted to <laughs> final final thing just really quickly if I'm a, a B2C business. I've got a product business. I'm having a meltdown about Instagram. I've heard everything you say and I think, right, anchor content. What's the next three things I need to do to um, create my anchor content and then kind of decide what I'm going to do next? What What would you say the three steps are? Um, so I think in creating the anchor content, you just need to as we were saying before, but make sure that you choose a, a format and a method that you are going to feel confident with and that you are going to be consistent with. Mm. So confidence and consistency. So choosing something that isn't trying to follow somebody else's playbook of somebody else telling you that this is working for them, but actually making sure that the playbook that you're going to commit to is, is right for you to mm. get that consistency. Um, then I think with the anchor content, as we were saying earlier, um, don't create it and then think about what you're going to do to atomize it and repurpose it. And, you know, kind of here it is. I'll like scratch my head now. Like, what should I do with it? Um, plan that first off. So you know what your method is, what you're going to be consistent and confident with. Um, have some kind of structure, have some kind of like process flow in a format and things like that, where you know exactly what you know is going to be created from it we're always going to do this 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 and this and so yeah. you know embed it in from the point of planning how what you're going to do with it and then I think um maybe just lastly it, it's not so much a specific tactic but it's just instead of trying to do everything it's like tra trying to do too much and doing a lot for a short amount of time and then mm. just waning off the consistency stopping doing it all and things like that really 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 force yourself to just focus on you know one part of the platform in one specific mm. you know way and do that and have some kind of goal or metric in mind that you're not even going to let yourself start doing that additional thing that you want to do until you've hit that and when you hit that that's when you can think about starting to do that additional type of video or that you know different style of content or something yeah. so um just be really like rigid and focused and specific till you hit certain mm. goals and otherwise you'll just 
you, you, you'll just never hit any goal in any particular way. It's much better to kind of go all in on one thing and get there and then start something new than have three things just bobbling along like yeah. that. So. <laughs> yeah, like you said about being too thin. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, because even when you think of Instagram and you've got, you know, stories and the feed and yeah. reels, reels and, and lives and, and yeah, it's, 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 there's so many things inside of each platform now, isn't there? Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. That's been so, so brilliant. Where, where can people find you when they, they will obviously want to come and find you and find out more? <laughs> What's no, the well, best place? Yeah, and but thank you so much for having me on. It's been an no, awesome conversation. I appreciate you inviting me on. Um, the most uh, easiest place is just content to 10x.com. So content and then a 10x.com because mm-hmm. from there, there's all of our content and I'm at content 10x on all the social platforms as well. So yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. That would be great. Brilliant. Too. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> even get to LinkedIn. I'm I'm <laughs> loving LinkedIn at the moment. Maybe we'll save that for another day. But yeah, I'll, we'll put all the links in the show notes so people can come and find you. And yeah, thank you so much, Amy. That was brilliant. I think it's just such a valuable conversation right now when people are feeling so overwhelmed. So thanks for breaking it down for us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> brilliant. Thank you.